0: We're going to talk about my personal feelings when it comes to fitness competitions, physique competitions, and bodybuilding. In order to place in any of these organizations, you have to get your body fat to what is considered by any health professional an unhealthy, unrealistic, unsustainable level. They'll cut their water intake, they'll cut their carb intake, they'll eliminate certain foods in an effort to achieve a certain look and physique, knowing all the well that it's it's all for one day. It just shocks me that people celebrate this. There's so much more I wanna catch you up on. It's been a while. So if you're here specifically for that topic and you don't wanna hear what's going on, like my, my updates in general, we will put in the show description the minute marker, a timestamp, so you know where you can fast forward to catch that. All right, let's get to it. I realize it's been a minute since I have given you guys an update, and I want to apologize for that. And I think part of the reason, well, actually, there are two reasons why. Number one, the Patreon. Like, it's so great to have a place where I can share my truest, honest feelings about things. You guys, the world is a weird place, It's crazy how you have to be when you're in the public eye, which I mean, anyone is is making social media content, right? You just I find and I I don't like having to admit this, but I find I censor the things I'm going to say because I'm like, oh, I know someone's going to be able to twist this. I know someone's going to misinterpret this. I know people are going to come for me. But it's like it's my honest opinion. And while I still think I do a really decent job of being as honest and transparent as possible and not giving, you know, a rat's you know what what people have to say. At the end of the day, I there are certain things I, I do like talking about. I do like sharing my opinion on. And I just don't feel like it's appropriate anymore. Uh, like just in social media. I don't know if like people have a short attention span. I think that people are quick to judge. I think that some things can be misinterpreted. And so that's the beauty of having like a place where you know if someone's gonna pay for it, it's $5 a month, right? But if someone's gonna pay for that, it's like they actually enjoy spending time with you they're not just here for like for specific content they like they like hanging out with you. you you know whether they agree with you or don't they you know they still find you entertaining or interesting and they're also a bit more grace giving forgiving if we don't share the same opinion about things and I really really love having that my point is this I have not been sharing as much about my personal life here on the podcast number one because i i do a lot of that on the patreon and number two and this is a big reason is that the personal content doesn't do as well as the specific topics that you guys want me to go into depth on and share my i mean i'm still sharing my personal opinion etc but i when we look at the popularity of episodes the ones where i talk about like what's going on in my life they're just not as popular which is fine and that makes sense right so if you do actually want to see more of these and you want me to do more of this type of episode on the regular podcast, make sure you download it or or share it with a friend if you're listening to it on a podcast app where you're just it's just audio. But yeah, like when you look at the popularity of things whether it's your social media posts or a podcast, it gives you a lot of information. It tells you what people want and what people don't want. It's really freaking fascinating. And YouTube has like really opened up my eyes to that and that kind of leads me to what I wanted to talk about today because whenever I do an episode about fitness specifically or health, any any health topic, it does really well. And I am so appreciative that people actually respect my opinion. It partly has to do with age. It also has to do with the fact that I've been in the fitness industry for you know more than 30 years. I don't consider myself in the fitness industry really now but I'm still in the health industry, right? Like I talk about mental health, I talk about relationships, I talk about physical health, spiritual health, I talk about all those things. But I really do appreciate that people wanna hear my opinion. And again, it could be the experience, it could be any number of things, but I am very grateful that the way that I share this information and my perspective connects with you. I hear from so many of you who are like, I completely, I went through that, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have the same feelings around that. And I think we have a lot of shared experiences, those of us who kind of grew up in an era where, you know, some of you are even too young to know about this. Like when Jane Fonda's workouts first, hit, like everyone's mom was doing those and drinking tab and smoking cigarettes. And there were like thong leotards and brightly colored tights and scrunch socks. And Everyone became obsessed with being uber thin, exercising, 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 eating less, (laughs) drinking tabs. (sighs) Did they even make tab anymore? I don't even know. And then you know that kind of shifted into the 80s and 90s, and the 90s were just this crazy time where we believed you had to be crawling on your hands and knees out of a group exercise room after an aerobics class, or it wasn't a good workout. And then in the 2000s, it became how much harder can we go it was all about high intensity interval training actually it was all about high intensity high impact interval training like how hard how many intervals can you do how many tabatas? how how much can you beat up your body to the point where it's like it's not interval training if you're doing high intensity for 30 minutes like that's not interval training You know what I mean? But we just, it was like things kept getting harder and faster and more furious and more intense on your joints, more physically demanding, more torturous. And eventually a lot of us were like, um, Hmm, this is weird. My body is not my own. Everything hurts. Everything's breaking down. I'm not losing weight. So I'm having to eat less food. Like it just became this horrible cycle. And I know I was a part of that, right? Like I I was in that space. Not only was I caught up in it, I was catching people up in it. And I've, Done a whole video series on that. You can check that out on YouTube is where you'll find a couple of different seasons where I've talked about that. One from a couple years ago, one from this year. And uh, you know, one that I did on the Mind Pump show. I think that's probably the most in-depth one. I love those guys and I'll, I'll link to their show that I did. And I talked about you know, how I have a certain degree of guilt over it. Okay, ladies, this is for you. Let's talk about the bra. I mean, who invented this thing? most of them are so freaking uncomfortable. I'm obsessed with the one that I'm wearing right now, which I discovered after having my breast reduction, I couldn't wear underwire. And I'm like, I, I kind of like the support that I felt from underwear. So I did my research and I found a bra company that makes their bras with this, I don't know, really interesting material. I'm sure it has a special name, but it's got this like way of supporting under your your girls without sacrificing the lift. This bra doesn't come with an underwire, but it it feels like it does, like it gives you a lift like it does, if that makes sense. But the material is so freaking soft. You know the material I'm talking about. It's like almost like a second skin. And the second you put it on, it's a completely different experience. You won't be whipping off your bra first thing when you get home. I know people who keep theirs on to sleep because you literally forget that you're wearing it. The good news is I have talked Honey Love into being a sponsor for the show. And here's the cool thing. You don't even have to use a promo code. Just go to their website. Here it is. This is a special link though. You're going to go to HoneyLove, dot com forward slash Shalen. You don't have to use a code. You're automatically going to get 20% off because you're a lifer. Again, HoneyLove.com forward slash Shaleen. And ladies, you will thank me later. And I talked about you know, how I have a certain degree of guilt over it, which leads me to my discussion today about, you know, fitness competitions. But before I get there, I just wanna quickly give you an update what's going on with us. So we have been traveling now for the last, I believe it is six and a half months. I can't even keep track. We did a couple of months in Florida. We did months traveling all over the United States. We did a couple of months in Europe. It's all been amazing. Until like this last, I'd say, month and a half. In that last month and a half, we have planned these trips where we're, we're just in each location for like four or five days, or sometimes three days. And we're just kind of like jumping all over the United States to visit friends, to visit people that we haven't seen in months. Some things for work related, some things were just like, oh, that would be fun. We'll meet you there because we can. And it's getting, I don't want to say it's getting old, but it's getting hard. And I can understand now why people who are actors or politicians or traveling salespeople, people who have to like be on the road all the time, that's hard on your body. I think it's hard to be in flights all the time, but at least you're usually going back home. And when you go back home, you can check in with your massage gal or you could check in with the person who does your hair or you can check in with your chiropractor you can go to your regular doctors visits like I recently had this spot on my thigh like a mole that I was questioning and I was like gosh I'm not gonna be back in Southern California for like you know another couple of months but it's on my mind and I don't want to be that person who waited a couple of months. like I'm like I will find a out there are great dermatologists I can go to in every city I'll just find one and go to one and have that thing sliced off and biopsied and it was nothing it was benign thank goodness but I'm really careful about those things because I'm Scottish-Irish and I did have, I think it was a grade one melanoma cancer on my right thigh like a hundred years ago before Brett and I were even married. And so because of that, like whenever there's anything, I'm like, slice it off, slice it. Like I've got slice marks all over my body because who cares? I you know, I don't, I don't care if I have a scar. I would rather have a scar than risk getting skin cancer again. Anyways, you know, it's things like that. In it's You probably saw the episode that I did on sleep positions and that was the fodder for that. The reason why I was inspired to do that is because my body currently, I'm joking, is so jacked up from sleeping on a different bed like every couple of days and a different pillow and a different mattress. And, you know, there's different lighting to deal with and some of these things keep you awake and, you know, your body's in different positions and it it does take a toll on your body so i can understand why celebrities who can't go back home in between why they would you know maybe sleep on a a traveling bus not that i would ever want to do that but because then they could control their mattress and their pillows and things like that so it is kind of taking a toll on me and when your sleep isn't great your mood isn't great like my cognition hasn't been fantastic so i've noticed i've been a little bit more irritable and like annoyed i also i'm like running out of clothes i've been wearing you know the same suitcase full of clothes really so I brought two suitcases one that is filled with like all the equipment that I film with that's also like it's getting annoying to have to like break everything down and you know break down the mic stand and break down all the lights and and then have to set everything back up it it doesn't take that long but it's like it's all those like little things that when I'm at home I can just set it and forget it I have a podcasting studio and the lights I just walk in and hit one button and bling I just light up. It's great. I don't have to re plug in my mics. I don't have to check the lighting in any room. I don't check the sound in any room. It's it's so easy, and having to do this and you know having to set things up and then having to send Brett into another room. And I, I know I'm sounding like Wendy Weiner right now. I'm just explaining like the truth of it all, right? Because who likes someone who just pretends like everything's perfect? My life is so great. It is great. My life is so great. But I also still get annoyed and I still long for at this point. Because people have been asking, are you sick of it yet? I'm like, "Mm, getting there. (laughs) You know, it's nice to have a home base. Like, have I already worn this a couple of times in a video? I don't know. This is by Viore in case someone's going to ask. It was a a regular like crew neck and I cut off the neckline because it's nice and stretchy. And I like it better. It's like the sage color. However, I did find an amazing dupe on Amazon. Not, It's not perfect. It's not as good a quality, but it looks very similar. And I wore it in my sleep video if you saw that on YouTube. So anyways, I did find on Amazon was really a lot, a lot, lot cheaper than this. But I I, I I'm, I have only my travel shoes. You know the ones. Also from Amazon. I don't have all of my heels. I don't have all of my accessories. Like I, I'm, I'm missing those things. What I have figured out is I am not a minimalist. I like to identify as one in much the way I like to identify as a 35-year-old but I'm I'm not a minimalist. Your girl likes her options, and I'm kind of getting sick of the ones that I have. You know, Lamb, which also means I haven't been able to go shopping because I can't go shopping because I don't have any more room in my suitcases. I'm already being reprimanded for having the suitcase that's perpetually labeled heavy, and you know, the whole travel thing. Like I've talked about that a lot on Patreon. Like <laughs> we've really gone there. But the latest one on this last flight, I found, like, another series. like, actually two major pet peeves. One, please don't be offended. Okay, this is the kind of stuff that I worry people get offended on, but, like, it's just my opinion. It it bugs me and it kind of creeps me out when people have a baby and, like, I'm always like, hi. Like, I love, like, making, like, crazy faces at babies try to get them to smile. And then when they do smile, it's so weird when, like, the dad goes to the little boy, are you flirting with her? Like, what? babies don't flirt. That's weird. Like, no, he's act- he's just smiling. That's so weird. I was like, oh, he's flirting with you. It's like, no, no, he's, that's not what we were trying to do. We were just connecting. We were just making funny faces. No, that's a pet peeve. I've also noticed that in much the way I fear nail techs and like anyone who does my hair, like anyone who does like a service, I fear that they're going to, here's the thing, I've been in too many situations where there's just a complete asshole at the salon who they're not happy with the shape of their nails. And so they like stand up and push their chair back and they're like, no, I'm not paying for this and like throw a fit. And it's horrible. Tell me if you've experienced this. It is so embarrassing for them. You're like, who is this person? Like what makes you think that you can treat another human being that way. It makes me so angry. And I always see it in salons. I've seen it in a few hair places. And the other places where I see it someone be like a just a complete entitled asshole is on airplanes. So because of that, I become a shell of myself. Like I become like a shaking chihuahua who's trying to please the flight attendant. And it doesn't matter if we're in first class or coach or or the back of the plane. I'm always like, oh no, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. so No, no, I don't need any water. No, thank you. Thank you. Amazing service. Like I'm no matter what. And sometimes you get a flight attendant who's just in a bad mood, doesn't like people. So they decided to become a flight attendant. And then every once in a while you get someone who's just like so fun and so lighthearted and makes everybody laugh. And I'll, I'll just go out of my way. I'll come up to the, whatever that little cabin area is. And I'll be like, um, I just want to tell you amazing service. The way you just came over and brought me that little tiny bottle and that little cup of pretzels, delicious. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you, the the whole instructions on the seatbelt, oh, really good stuff. Good job, guys. Like, I am so beyond a kiss ass when I'm on a flight. So if you're a flight attendant and you see me on a flight, just be prepared. I'm probably even going to try to give you a tip. Okay, let's talk for a second now about some of the things that we've done been doing recently, which is going to fitness competitions because I have a couple of friends who are into them. Please know that before you hear what I'm about to say. I do believe there are exceptions to the rule. I do believe that there are people who can do this and stay healthy mentally and maybe even physically. I think there are certain divisions, certain organizations even, that are healthier than others when it comes to the bodybuilding and physique world. So, bodybuilding and physique world, there's a bunch of different federations, organizations, just a couple of them. I wrote some notes down because, again, I'm not a competitor. I've never been a competitor, but I do know what it looks like to put yourself through the kind of discipline and nutrition that's required to look a certain way. Now, I didn't do it for fitness competitions, I did it for fitness videos. And some of those organizations include NPC, which is the National Physique Committee. IFBB. IFBB Pro is um, after you earn your pro card in the NPC, then you can go to the IFBB Pro League. Then there's the NBO, the Natural Bodybuilding Organization, NFF, the Naturally Fit Federation, NAN, which is the North American Natural Bodybuilding Foundation. And then the one that we went to last weekend, which is the WBFF, which stands for the World Beauty, Fitness, and Fashion Competition. They're all a little different, you know, so depending on what your goal is and, and, and your physique and those kinds of things, what level of competition you want to deal with, you know, you pick different competitions. Without a doubt, there are a number of minerals and vitamins that people are deficient in that make your brain and your body function at an optimal level. And if you're deficient in those levels, well, then your brain is deficient in its potential. And that's why i'm always telling people look at the minerals that people are most deficient in one of them being magnesium magnesium improves brain function it improves your focus by enhancing your synaptic plasticity which is just a fancy way of saying like it allows your brain to grow to form new connections it regulates your transmitters it reduces inflammation inflammation is one of those things that creates brain fog It's involved in our energy, our metabolism. When your magnesium is off, it's hard to get good sleep. It's hard to get quality sleep. It helps us to maintain a stable mood. It helps us with energy, blood pressure, irritability, stronger bones, all of those things. I was looking for a quality magnesium supplement and that's how I discovered our show sponsor today, magbreakthrough.com. It is a magnesium supplement that offers all seven forms of magnesium so that your body can actually absorb them. And when you get all seven critical forms of magnesium, you pretty much every function of your body is upgraded from your brain to your sleep to inflammation, pain, stress, all of it. Today, listeners of The Shaleen Show can go to megbreakthrough.com forward slash Shaleen. When you use promo code Shaleen, you will unlock special gifts with your purchase. This is a limited time offer for select orders. So go to megbreakthrough.com forward slash Shaleen right now. And don't forget to use promo code shalene. If you follow me, I'm sure you also follow Shanti, who is one of my dearest friends. I love him. We go way, way, way back and when he said he wanted to do a fitness competition I'm like oh, no please don't but he is one of the most disciplined determined people I know and this was a a major goal for him he's already a winner like you already won dude and I told my girlfriend Amanda we went to we went to Las Vegas to watch Amanda compete and I was like you know you already won and again these are two people who I love very dearly and they know how I feel about these things but like with Amanda I just think she did it so healthy this time but she's talked about how it's been for her in the past and I kept texting her like girl you already won you won like even before this whole thing starts like you won after Amanda's I'm like I sent her a text cuz you know she was backstage I'm like you won and when I saw her afterwards you know, she came in to have dinner with us and she's like i won like you know what I mean even though she hadn't placed in her mind she did win so it's true As I've said, there are lots of people who can do this in a healthy way. And I know you might be considering doing one of these competitions yourself and you're like, I will never slip into that mode. I thought the same thing. I never could have imagined myself restricting calories, over-exercising. I could never have imagined me having a negative body image. I could never imagine experiencing body dysmorphia. But once you start slipping, that slope just makes you slide and sometimes you just feel like you can't put on the brakes and that's dangerous. Listen, and I know all the reasons why. You're going to say, well, it's a wonderful way to just prove to myself that I can do it. Okay, let's talk about it. Are there other things you could do that are really difficult that require you to be disciplined, that require you to prove that you've got the determination to to win? To win what? In order to place in any of these organizations. You have to get your body fat to what is considered by any health professional an unhealthy, unrealistic, unsustainable level. The problem with these competitions is then those images are plastered all over social media. And young people, old people, we're all influenced by those. And these are fitness professionals, fitness influencers who are posting these unsustainable images that are when they're in the least healthy condition. That's what's crazy about it is like we keep promoting these things as if it's health. But if you ask any competitor, even if they are not doing it a really unhealthy way, they will tell you at that point they were not the healthiest. And there's no you can't be depleted of your water. You can't be depleted so much of, of your nutrition that you're in starvation mode to get on stage and you might be your leanest, but you're not your healthiest. You can't be. It's not possible. You can't deprive yourself of the nutrients that you need in order to maintain a healthy body weight and say that you're healthy. You might be able to do it in a way that's healthier than others. But from what I have experienced firsthand, and I've had countless, I mean, probably more than 30 friends who have done fitness competitions, I've been to countless competitions myself I have friends who coach competitors and you know that's another thing like we call it a sport we call it a sport but can you imagine I mean think about the irony that the sport is who can exercise at a point that's unsustainable that requires you to alter your relationship with exercise and your friends and family members you can't partake in the same social engagements you can't you can't eat the same foods; it destroys people's gut health. Like, listen, if you're eating chicken and broccoli, and you know, just maybe three different lean proteins and maybe four different vegetables that you feel are safe, that destroys your gut microbiome, and so then people end up with IBS, people end up with hormone dysfunction. You know, I don't want to give a statistic, but I have not yet met a competitive physique a physique competitor who at some point didn't lose their period completely. Your body fat and your nutrition, you have to be so malnourished to lose either that malnourished or sometimes extreme stress can cause a woman to go into amenorrhea, which is you know when you lose your cycle. And that can cause long-term damage to your fertility. At a minimum, even if you're not worried about your fertility, at a minimum, you can't have optimal health when your hormones are so dramatically impacted by your stress and nutrition and overtraining. In order for a competitor to get on the stage, again, even those who do it the healthiest, they have to put themselves in such a, I'm just going to say it, a selfish state, where your sole focus has to be your outward appearance, where you're spending hours focused on the way you look and improving the way you look in such a in my opinion, an unhealthy way. I also, again, I know there's exceptions to the rule. I don't know a competitor who hasn't experienced a mental breakdown or near mental breakdown at some point very close to competition date. And think about it, it's, we're competing. You're literally competing. So it creates this body dysmorphia where you get to your absolute, I know because I've been there. When you get to your absolute leanest, When you've done things that are unhealthy to get to a physique that others aspire to look like, and then you start getting all these compliments, people like, oh my gosh, you look amazing, yet you feel like crap. You feel like crying. You have no energy. You don't have the energy to return a text, to argue, to, to do anything. Like it really impacts your mental well-being, your mental state. But yet you're getting all these conflicting messages like you've never looked better. You look amazing. And your clothes start fitting looser and everyone's complimenting what? your body, your determination, your discipline. Would we say that to someone who was starving themselves for other reasons? Would we say, wow, I really respect your discipline to someone who we knew was you know, ad- addicted to exercise and exercising not in the name of a competition, but just exercising for four hours a day and they'll cut their water intake, they'll cut their carb intake, they'll eliminate certain foods in an effort To achieve a certain look and physique knowing all the well that it's it's all for one day it's not something they plan to do indefinitely well there are of course people who basically say I I stay fit all the time so I don't have to to get to this level but in order to for a man to maintain 4% or 3% body fat is so unhealthy in order for a woman to maintain a body fat level where she has shredded six-packs where you can see striation in her thighs she has to get her body fat so dangerously low; it just shocks me that people celebrate this. And then you're standing on a stage. Well, you must think, "Oh gosh, there must be tons of money in it." Then, no, there's not. Most competitors, 98% of them, will tell you that it's a losing sport. Now they call it a sport. I'm not sure where the sport is. Again, I-, I love strength training. I love setting a date for myself and and trying to be my best. I love being disciplined and pushing myself to see what I can achieve, but not by comparison to other people. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't think that's healthy. I don't think it's necessary. And certainly I don't want people to judge me on what I look like for one hour on one day. I want people to say like, you're always a radiant vision of health. Okay, so new habit alert. Now when I'm recording my podcast, that's what I'm using as my trigger to remind me to have my greens. So what I'm drinking right now contains ashwagandha, moringa, spirulina, chlorella, coconut water, wheatgrass, red beet, matcha green tea, turmeric, lemon, and prebiotic powder. There's no mess, there's no blending, there's no food processing. It's a powdered form, 100% organic. I put one scoop of Organify greens powder into a big glass of sparkling ice. I stir it up, it tastes so refreshing. I'm not gonna lie, I add a packet of stevia because I like it super sweet. It's delicious, it's actually very refreshing. The superfoods that they pack into this drink are specifically designed to help you reduce your cortisol levels. Now, if you're stressed, you can improve your cortisol levels by having a green juice every day. The Organifi Greens drink is, it's very tasty. There is an acquired taste to it. It does have a little bit of a greens taste, a little bit of a minty taste. But if you don't love Organifi Greens, Try another one of Organifi's products. I drink Organifi Pure mixed with Organifi Immunity every morning in my water bottle. That's for my immune system and my brain health. And I'm now having a greens drink in the afternoon. I want you to try the amazing line of Organifi products. They're all 100% organic. They're my favorites. They're convenient. They're delicious. So check it out. You get 20% off when you go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, dot com forward slash chalene. It's Organifi with an I dot com forward slash chalene for twenty percent off. Check out their line of products. And if you know that you could use more greens and you want a tasty, delicious alternative to pulling out the blender, try the Organifi Greens juice. That's Organifi.com forward slash chalene I want people to say like you are always a radiant vision of health. I remember getting the comments when i did a lot of those things and you know so when I, when i'm talking about these things i really although i've never been on a stage for a fitness competition it's the equivalent thereof you know you're you're getting absolutely as shredded as possible for a day to film that one new series to film that one shot for the infomercial and i i remember feeling like just absolute hell but also getting really caught up in All the compliments like that's a huge dopamine hit like when you have people just praising your body saying like oh my god body goals I want to look like you what are you doing and you you can't really even tell I mean I guess you can if I guess you can if you're a fitness competitor you can tell people what you're doing and then people think they're supposed to do that and the body dysmorphia that it causes again my body dysmorphia was crazy (laughs) I don't even want to say how much I weighed I don't want to even say how low my body fat was but when I was around other very fit women I didn't look at myself as someone who was disciplined and looked amazing I all I saw was all the things I need to change all the things I need to make better and now you're standing on a stage and you're being judged on your physique so you don't place then what now you you have to go harder you've had strangers compare your body which you have no control over your genetics like I mean epigenetics sure but like you were born with your dna and so was a person standing next to you who might genetically have just nicer calves and no matter how much how many calf raises you do you're never gonna have nice calves like that person and so you've just ranked lower even though you've sacrificed going out with your friends you sacrifice time with your family your loved ones you've been short-tempered or distraught anxiety ridden it is so stressful i remember how stressful it was i wasn't going out to dinner with friends and family members i wasn't myself because you have to be thinking about whether it's, you know, what I experienced or being in a fitness competition, when it gets down to the wire, you have to be thinking about it 24 seven, you've got to be thinking about your supplementation, you have got to be thinking about your exercise, your cardio, your lifting, your macros, your water intakes, your cutting water intake, and when do I cut this? And when do I cut that? And then the amount of money that you spend to get on a stage to be ranked, you know, to take home a glass trophy. What does that do for you? You know what's the prize money in these things take a look I mean even if you are in the very very top take take a look at the top prize money for most of them I think people would be surprised and then you hear people say well but my goal is to get my pro card I don't want to get into that maybe it helps people's personal training businesses I don't know you let me know actually and I'm not asking those of you who are competitors because I know there's gonna be a whole bunch of people who are competitors who are just gonna rip me to shreds that's okay I don't care. This is just my opinion. I don't think it's healthy. And I think it sends the wrong message to other people. I think most people are going to find that it damages their metabolism, their mental health, their relationships, their gut health, the way they view their own bodies. I think it's going to hurt your hormones. I think it's going to hurt your overall health. And for what? To get a pro card so that now you can give more money to that organization and keep getting on that stage and spending money on coaches to show you how to pose. I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan. And I know many of you love it and you've decided that this is something you wanna do because it's like, it's this one shot in your life. Okay, I understand. I get that. Like I, I totally do. It's It's somebody who wants to run like one marathon. I get, I understand wanting to have a goal that forces you to be so disciplined and by a certain date, I get that. But can I just recommend that you you schedule a, a bikini photo shoot instead of getting on a stage and having people tell you if you're good or not? I just wish you would consider that because I already think you're a winner. And if you are gonna do one, I beg of you to look for a coach who has an impeccable reputation for training their competitors uh, the healthiest way possible. Someone who really looks at overall mindset. I also encourage you to to talk to your doctor and I encourage you to talk to your family members. I encourage you to watch a lot of videos. Not of people who are currently competing. I'd like you to watch, see just so you get the other side of it, I'd like you to watch some videos of people who have decided they're never going to compete again. Obviously there are pros and cons. Obviously there's lots of positive videos about this and I, and obviously there are plenty of people out there who've had an incredibly positive experience doing these competitions and I don't ever want to take anything away from any of you like I said some of my closest friends do this and I wish they wouldn't but they also know how I feel and I've, I've got friends who I think do it in a really healthy way but I also think that's the exception I just do so because I speak to a lot of people I want a lot of people to know it's not for everyone so let me know if you have ever this is the question I want to ask you I'm not asking the competitors, I'm asking those of you who have ever considered hiring a personal trainer. Would it make a difference to you if the personal trainer you worked with, would would you want to hire someone because they had their pro card in bodybuilding? Or would you just want to hire someone who gets people amazing results? Like what's more important, the results that they get or their status as a fitness competitor? And I'm not leading the witness. I mean, I really do. We'll just make it a poll. You know, so I just want you to vote one or the other because that'll be interesting because maybe maybe I'm wrong I'm I'm happy to admit if I am I also want to talk to you a little bit about the dopamine detox everybody's talking about that's something that I I just hear everybody right now and maybe I'm like late to the game because I feel like this has been like going on for a year but now it's like every circle that I or every conversation I listen in on somebody's talking about this dopamine detox so I'm gonna do a deep dive on it and I encourage you to, if you haven't already, please make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure you're subscribed to The Shalene Show, even if you just found this one by searching for, I don't know, something about fitness competitions, because then you'll catch that next one that I, I'm gonna do that deep dive on the dopamine detox. We're gonna figure out, is it dumb? Is it smart? Is it something we should do? I don't know. I don't know the answers, but I'm gonna find out for you, And we'll do that right here on The Shalene Show. And don't forget, if you would like to hear more of like the personal stuff and stuff between myself and my husband, and really funny behind the scenes please i would love to invite you to become a patreon member you can go to patreon.com forward slash the shaleen show we have pinned that link for you beneath this episode it's a killer community like it's awesome when we do when i go places and i I find when people are like i'm a patron are you a patron or the i'm a vaulty," i'm a vault so there's like two tiers anyways i keep seeing more and more creators having or launching their own patreon and i think that is why like i hear people say like i have a patreon that's got 10 people on it and i'm like i love that and the reason why is because it's this incredible outlet where you can whatever you can you can talk about things and not get judged i think in the same way you can talk about things that maybe are a little too personal for public consumption hey i love you i mean it and i'll talk to you soon